movie Stripe, there is a connection, a strong connection with the movie Revenge of the Nerds. Do you know who Timothy Busfield is? The love interest on West Wing for C.J. Craig. But before that, Max, he was yeah. Poindexter in the Revenge of I the Nerds forget that. anthology. He's so young. So young. The violinist, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in the movie Stripes, John Larquette Just. impatiently tells them to launch the Just mortar. Launch it. And the guy who is manning the mortar apparatus is none other than Timothy Busfield, no aka Poindexter. Now, are you familiar with the actor, Donald Gibb? Outside of being 50% of the greatest martial arts action bromance ever, Jackson from uh, Bloodsport, he also is obviously Ogre. In all of the Revengers, if you go to the mud wrestling scene, you will notice that there are two bouncers who are dressed like Chippendales, and one of them is Donald Gibb. Oh my god! Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads. Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, if I join the Army to get that GI Bill so I can afford to buy a house, the first trip I'm making once I'm honorably discharged is going to be over to Sonic Loans, to Charlie and his team. You got to get the right loan, the right percentage, the right mortgage. The mortgage industry is fraught with peril. You could find yourself on, on the wrong side of Czechoslovakia at a <laughs> wink of an eye. But just like Bill Murray and uh, Harold Ramis say, Quando, 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 quando. When will my loan count? Reach out to Sonic Loans today. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. Get into a great mortgage. Get the house you want. If you're if you're refinancing, if you're buying a new home, they're the one-stop shop to make sure that you're taken care of. And reach out today so you can be in the Army or in a house or whichever the two you like. <laughs> NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation called 248 248- 
595-0001. Don't ever sign paperwork without an attorney in front of you. No, I mean, truthfully, anytime you sign a document, you should have an attorney look at it. And that's exactly what Bolton Legal Group is going to do for you. They are aggressive. They're efficient. They know bird law. They know military law. They know military bird law. Eagles, if you will. <laughs> crow. Are you into crow milk? It's good for you. The biggest thing I want to like remind a crow. The one thing I always want to remind you is having the right attorney is not about personality. It's not about a warm, fuzzy feeling. It's about having a vicious attack animal ready to protect you. And that's exactly what Ian and his team of experts are going to do. Reach out to them today. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. Tell them you love the movie Stripes. They love the movie Stripes. That's that's all you need in common to have a good attorney well, no, in the you, corner. You need help. <laughs> you need help. Legally. She looked good. <laughs> Today's episode, Stripes. Chicks dig me because I rarely wear underwear, and when I do, it's usually something unusual. But now I know why I've always lost women to guys like you. It's not just the uniform, it's the stories you tell. So much fun and imagination. Ivan Reitman, Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, and John Candy. That, my friends, is a comedic dream team. Stripes is a fan favorite for a reason, one of which is it showcases Bill Murray doing what Bill Murray does best, improv. Today on Buzz in the Tower... We'll take a stroll down memory lane and talk about all things related to the comedy blockbuster, Stripes. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the big toe to my foot, Max Sanders. And with that, there she was, just a walking down the street, singing do I did. You wanted me to sing. I do want you to sing. I have my so own terrible. thing, and I'm really bad. Oh, she looked good. She looked good. She looked fine. She looked fine. She looked good. She looked Fine, and I nearly lost my mind. You love flexing. Before I knew it, she was a long, tall Sally. <laughs> that, that doesn't work. That doesn't work yeah. at all. Max. Hello. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Good to have you, buddy. Is this our oldest movie we've talked about? 1981? Yeah. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. 80. But that's about it. Yeah. This is 42 years old. 40 deuce. The old it, four deuce. When everything gets into the this is 40 years ago thing, I feel really old. So I went to go see, I don't know if you saw my post on social media, but I went to go see the Mario movie the other night. No. How was it? it? It's really good. Yeah. Visually, it's, it looks insane. Forget, you're right. Yeah. But like it was in the same vein that that um, Rescue Rangers movie yep. that came out had lots of Easter eggs and was like very tongue in cheek and laughed at itself. This did a wonderful job of taking what otherwise was a disaster of a film that came out in the 90s. I love that movie. You would love that movie. <laughs> Liguizamo. I know. So that was 30 years ago. Yeah. I saw that in the, in the theater 30 years ago and I had this moment where I'm in the theater with my three kids and I'm like, oh my God, I saw the other one 30 years ago. You're old. Super old. But this one was great, especially if you played Mario Kart in college or recently. They I played, did, played it yesterday. Or yesterday. <laughs> they do. They really weave a lot of the original Mario with like the evolution of Mario, a little yeah. Donkey Kong Jr. in there. Little it's, Dr. It, Mario? Little do, uh, I didn't see Wario. Okay. Uh, Wario was not there. A lot oh, of someone, great stuff. Someone posed, by the way, uh, Wario should be played by Danny DeVito. Oh, that'd be good. Isn't that great? That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Jack Black was great yeah. as Bowser. Yeah. Bowser! What's Chris Pratt's Mario voice like? It's so They explain it, I heard. They, they do. Yeah. And, they, I, and I, again, I think everyone was just so quick to hammer this and say it was going to suck. And I remind everyone, I always tell people this, and it ties perfectly to Buzz in the Tower, before you dump on anything, 
Remember that there was a time when everybody lost their mind because, oh, you got Michael Keaton, the comedian. He's going to be Batman. Yeah. This is going to suck. And I'm always like, just take a deep breath. Ronald Reagan, the actor? <laughs> it's great. Marvin! <laughs> it's your cousin, Marvin. When I posted that TikTok and it's, I showed that part, did you laugh? Yes. Every time I do. you do. It's great. This is one of your. Even speaking of TikTok, welcome to Buzz in the Tower if you've not yet already. Subscribe or follow us on. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcast player you use to listen to your podcast. Head on over to social media if you want more content. Max has been crushing it on TikTok recently. At Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. All social media platforms, but TikTok's my favorite. I yeah, like that a lot. it is fun. Do as long the, as it exists. Do you? I know, right? Before uh, the People's Republic of China shuts down. Does it, it connect down. to Wi-Fi? I hope not. If I'm at Bob Evans with my wife, does that mean <laughs> that you're looking at me through TikTok? Do, if, do you get those uh, usage reports on your phone, on your Apple phone? Where it's I like, ignore them because it's Oh, my sad. God. The one of how much time I'm spending on TikTok yeah. is really... I'm, I'm like, I I'm, what am I, like a 15-year-old girl? This is terrible. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, what else? Where am I at? Leave a review. Yeah. Oh, Patreon.com slash buzz in the tower paul cavanaugh sent me his eighth message of the year that he wants more content on patreon so coming your way paul i've got a trip for work in about a week and we are going to start crushing it in the month of may yeah because you're going to vegas and you're gonna lose all your money viva las vegas (laughs) god we need some patreon right now i know right kids need braces welcome to buzz in the tower (laughs) we are currently going bankrupt and we'll need you to send any donations you can now I got to go for work. It'll be great. I'm uh, in Vegas and Denver end of April, so we'll be we'll be hitting it hard again in May. But we'll still have our episodes. Yeah, we, we never we have not missed. Knock on wood, have not missed an episode in almost three years. We missed one. Nope. I thought did we do? You missed an episode. We <laughs> we we have never had a release date on a Tuesday where there has not been an episode on any given Sunday. You're you gonna miss, win. You miss, gotta lose. You miss Vision Quest, don't you? I do. You want to go back? It was really great. Everyone started watching it. I know. All our fans it's, are like, I checked it out. It's super exciting when people I that that is a heartwarming aspect of this podcast that we get people to like I've never heard of that movie. Yeah. Tony Ka- Huddleston Jr., oh, Paul Cavanaugh. Uh, Katchke. I don't think I'd ever seen it. Yeah. I got him to watch Steve it. Steve Joyce. Too. Yeah. Yeah. The crew. Yeah. The inner circle, yeah. if you will. <laughs> we need a name for our uh like, Psychos. Yeah. <laughs> Francis. We'll call them all Francis. <laughs> The Francis's? You got it. The Frantic uh, Francis's. So we talked about this. We talked about that. I think we're ready. Yeah, let's talk about Stripes. Stripes. This movie is... So offensive. <laughs> it's not offensive. It's, it, it's, it is cut from the cloth of raunchy 80s comedy. Yeah. It's not any worse than any no. other 80s raunchy comedy. No, no. It just makes me miss a time when these could come out. Because there hasn't been a great comedy in a decade. We've well, talked about this forever. I also think, like... There's just never going to be a time where like unnecessary gratuitous nudity exists rampantly throughout a movie. Like yeah. there, there's nudity for no reason. Now I am not saying this in a complaining sense. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of it, but there's just like unnecessary nudity throughout this movie. Yeah, it's great. It's a fantastic mud wrestling scene is one of my favorites. Oh, all time. the shower scene. I've never wanted to be. I'm a loofa. I'm a loofa. <laughs> you know the funny part about that scene is that he improvised it, and Ivan Reitman didn't know what a loofa was when they cut the scene. He goes, "What's a loofa?" <laughs> Well, in the great. 80s, I would think. I mean, loofahs were big, were they? I can't answer that question. Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. I am, I'm not. Put it on a poll. Put it on a poll. On Patreon. And, did you know what a loofah was in 1981? You, That's a great. new name of our podcast. Oh, here we go. Max and his. Naming things. Max's ideas. <laughs> Max's ideas. Max, let's start where we always start and Dennis talk Quaid. about what this movie is about. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, it's really good. Can you good. find him? There you we go. We couldn't. 1981, Max. Yep. The movie Stripes came out. You want the simple definition of this movie? Yes. Two friends who are dissatisfied with their jobs and lives decide to join the army for a bit of fun. That's a great prep, like an elevator pitch. Like, talk about, like, 
just simplifying things to a fun like any movie where there's training camp, I'm a fan of. Yeah, the the Sergeant idea- Bilko, this major pain. So this was a, this was a big thing, right? Because a lot of these military Private Benjamin, movies, yeah, Private Benjamin, PJ. Yeah, talk much? Yeah. I, oh, oh, zing! Wow! I got one in. All right, all right. <laughs> so I didn't know that's kind of a party we're gonna have. Let's dance. Let's dance, Max. Been about two weeks of me being nice to you on the yeah, podcast. See, this is a classic example of what happens when you try to turn your life around and not be a bully. Yeah. Your victim all of a sudden gets all lippy with you. So you'll be going. Is that back what you to tell it. yourself when you beat people up in the street? One hundred percent. This is all your fault. This is you made me do this. I tried to give you some space. Stripes is a fantastic comedy from the 80s. I would highly recommend watching it again. We're going to talk all about it. Let's start with all the fun facts that we know about this movie. Okay. Best Bill Murray movie, by the way? Of the 80s or ever? Ever. Mm, I uh, lean towards Caddyshack still. I think Caddyshack's his best movie ever. So he's so he's not the star, though. You know I mean? This is his movie where it's like the gravitational pull of Bill Murray doing what he wants carries the entire film. So I, I think it's his most important film. Why don't we wait until we talk about characters? Because I think we can okay, talk okay. more about his uh, dossier, if yep. you will, and that Got might it. play into it. So, um, all right, Max. Stripes was originally pitched as a Cheech and Chong movie. It makes sense. Makes total sense. Yeah. In particular, when we get to one item, it makes a lot of sense. So Bill Murray and PJ Souls, who respectively were the, each other's love interest, Winger and Stella, they initially plan on getting up at 0500 because in the military, we know it's not 5 a.m. It's 0500. You run on military time, don't you? I do. Yeah. For the fire department, I try to like put it as much as I can so that I get familiar with it, but I'm still pretty terrible at it. They wanted to get up in the morning and go jogging with the actual soldiers on the base that they were filming. And I think Murray lasted three days and PJ lasted four. Neither of them really lasted that long. Well, no, they actually did boot camp. I think it was just the jogging. I don't even know if that it was. I read it was boot camp. Yeah, but either way, they were they were being generous about calling. Bill Murray doesn't seem like the O five hundred. Get up O five hundred. Well, he barely showed up to filming. I think he showed up every movie he's ever been in. So I guess he showed up three days after filming started, and he (laughs) was watching. He was at a lot of Chicago Cubs games. That's why he couldn't come to filming. So the defense department really liked the script and gave them unparalleled access to an actual army base. It's so insane. So a ton of what you see are actual soldiers and, and you know people in boot camp yeah, that were Fort being Knox. used. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I think that's so cool. The army recruitment numbers in the United States went up 10%. Now, this is no Top Gun where yeah. they maxed out across the board. Yeah, yeah. But I do think it's kind of funny if you think about it, right? Like, this is satirical in nature. So you watch this movie and it's not like I'm sitting there thinking, oh yeah, I want to be in the army. Like, no. This doesn't portray the army as being- The food sucks. Yeah. The people are weird. Right. Uh, you get arrested for having any fun. Got to do a lot of push-ups. Yeah. Yeah. But so, I mean, everyone thought, you know, Winnebago, travel, and uh, mil- John Young. Go- go- gorgeous military police yeah. that, that you can take to the general's house, I guess. <laughs> Aunt Jemima. There you go. Um, the Czechoslovakian scenes were filmed in the Jim Beam-owned- Chappie's Distillery in Claremont, Kentucky. Really? I didn't yeah, know that. In Kentucky. That's fun. I thought it was kind of cool. So do you like the last 20 minutes? That's a big question. So it, it grew on me. Like I used to hate it, and yeah. this time it was delightful. I guess Ivan Reitman said- Not a huge fan. Yeah. yeah so the, in the DVD commentary, he talked at length about how 
he felt that he was rushing it. He felt the entire thing about them being able to steal the Winnebago yeah. was was very cheap and cheesy. It was a it was a plot trick to like. That's why he's reading like the manual in there, trying to like uh, yeah. what's this Kaczynski? Not Kaczynski. Jesus, Ted Kaczynski. Zinski. Zinski. Yes, I should just say Harold Ramis's character. Russell. Russell's reading the actual manual while he's in there. It didn't bother me. I thought it was funny. Yeah, they made a lot of on the fly changes. This is the product, by the way. Max, you've at length talked about how good comedies make their mark in the last quarter of the film. Yep. Because they have a tendency to go strong, 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 and then trash the end of it. In a movie where there's as much improvising and they're not relying on the script, don't you feel like this is kind of like the natural product that you get so far away from where you started that it's almost hard to bring it back? No, no, I agree. It's not a bad ending. And also... It sticks the landing. Whatever that happened, the chaos leads to the newspaper ending, which is incredible. Yeah. With the penthouse and Tiger you Beat. You love those. You love the freeze frame and and Johnny went on to win Val Victorian and yeah. Susie went to be the ch- like. You love those types of endings. Yeah, don't, I mean, haven't you watched those TikToks where they like freeze frame yes. it and they're like, yes. he went on to college yeah. or like T Bone died. It's very, <laughs> it's it's very much an eighties trope. Yeah, it's very heavily used in the eighties, well, uh, more so than anything else. What's better than leaning into eighties tropes? Nothing. I'm a huge fan. You yeah, know how I feel about tropey tropes. Mm. So a big part of why Bill Murray was so insistent of having Harold Ramis co-star with him because originally Ramis wanted did not want to be in this movie. He's still at a point in his career where he could act, but he was more of a writer. But Murray did it for two reasons. One is he had done improvisational work with him before and knew how funny they could be together. And he also basically wanted his own on the fly writer to be his wingman. His Shane Black, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great call. On yeah. Shane Black. I like that. Is there a better comedy duo? I think we've listed these, but I think their chemistry. I, I, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy in Trading Places is, to me, the best of the 80s, the best comedy. Deal. They, they're not in it enough, though, right? It's like 30 minutes at the end, right? Yeah, you know, that's a great point. I guess yeah. I really have to lean more. So then you go DeVito and Schwarzenegger. Ooh, God, that's a good. We, they're really funny. We did an entire episode on this, and we named DeVito and uh, Arnold as the winners. Remember best comedy yeah, duos? Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, who else would you even put? Uh, Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. Yeah. Yeah. And Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. I guess Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, and Martin Short. It's not a duo, though. I, I know. It's a trio. Yeah. <laughs> I love Three it. amigos. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's not the duo amigos. <laughs> Jesus. We we went, I went out to last night to dinner with my uh, kids and my wife and my brother-in-law, and we got Mexican food, and the waiter was coming in and out of speaking Spanish. So like he, he said, you know, a couple different things in Spanish and he brought the food and I said, gracias. And he said, Donata. And like, my kids looked at me like I was some type of like genius. They're like, dad, you speak Spanish. I was like, fluent, fluent guys. Fluent. <laughs> Trish just shaking her head. And I was like, no, I just know how to say gracias and Donata. That's about it. So what else you got? What else did you got? Bill Murray really hit his, uh, undercarriage when he was moving the taxi luggage. You mean his testicular area? Yeah. 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 That was real. Is that the funniest opening scene in movie I, history. It wasn't that great. I mean, it's funny. When he pulls over the cab and just walks out. It's funny. It's funny, but it's not the funniest opening scene. You, you, have, you have the worst recency bias of any person in the world. Like, huh? you see yeah. a funny movie, and you're like, oh, my God, I just watched Independence Day the other day again. Is that the most incredible alien movie ever made? Ooh, no. No. Best, <laughs> could you just watch it if you just watched Fourth it? Best 4th of July presidential speech there you go. in movie history. Do we know that for a fact? Yeah. Best Will, Will Smith performance. I don't know. The Oscars were really good. Uh, <laughs> Zing. Zing. Welcome to Earth. 
the whole cast after they found out that John Lennon had died were drunk for two straight weeks. Is that necessary? Like, is that just an excuse? I thought the exact same thing. I'm not, and maybe who nowadays would make us do you, that? God, your mind went to the same place mine did. Like, I, I feel like there's certain people out there who, like, I love their work. Steve Martin's high on my list. Like, I think he is absolutely brilliant. If uh, Arnold died. John Stewart. John Stewart to me is like an absolute like treasure. If he died, I wouldn't take two weeks off from work to drink. So yeah, I mean for my family, I would. I, I don't know. It's got to be someone young and unexpected because that's the thing. Lennon was forty, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So who's forty? Jesus, Christ. it was nineteen eighty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Beatles were big in the sixties. You know, I I don't know. I just think to your point, I think it was probably just an excuse to get wasted. But what's his Logan uh, Paul? Who was it? Who who did their uh, Logan Paul? Jesus, <laughs> he's a really good wrestler. I think John Larroquette said that he was wasted in the scene where they were breaking him out of... Uh, the mud wrestling uh, thing. Oh, was it the mud wrestling? Yep, after he was the chewing mud wrestling. Him out. Yep, after mud wrestling, he was yeah. chewing him out. You're right. You wouldn't know. Man. No, you can't. Well, that's good acting, I mean, right? in the 80s, I think drinking and kind of partying... And drug use. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty regular. I yeah. agree. I agree. Um, so it popularized the singing of Doo Diddy, which is great, in real-life military. So like that line singing that they do when they're marching, yep. that all of a sudden became a thing, which is very, very cool. And you know what else is cool? Uh, during the uh, graduation scene, the last thing they say is the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. Yes. Which is a typing practice sentence because it contains all the letters of the alphabet. Oh. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. Yeah, I was wondering because I was like, I've heard that before. Yeah. 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 So, oh, you want a little beer fest connection? A beer fest connection? Yeah. So right. Hoka, Sergeant Hoka was yes. supposed to be killed in the mortar accident. Yeah. And replaced by his twin. But they thought it would be too confusing, so they like shelved it. Uh-huh. I gotta think beer fest with uh, the one guy who has the twin. That they, they definitely stole that. Oh, you think? Yeah. Or oh, you're guessing? You don't know that. Guessing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not really a fact. It's, it's a me thing. All right, it's a yeah. you thing. That's fine. Beer fest is great. It is really. I'm still good. waiting for weed fest. The mud wrestling scene was not scripted and was thought up on the fly by Ivan Reitman and John Candy. Who so wait, was, did, I have to ask about this. Did they? Not have the mud wrestling like area already. Like I don't think that they even had that scene plotted out. I think this was like Ivan Reitman came up with this idea while they were filming and said we should do this because the the, the lack of comfort that John Candy had, not just because you know how John Candy had the whole thing with his body. Yeah. Like him and this is where it's so interesting. Him and Chris Farley were so similar. He would bring workout equipment on set, try to get himself in shape. Wouldn't touch it. He wouldn't touch it. Yeah. yeah. So he wasn't thrilled about this entire scene and felt uncomfortable. They eventually got him to do it. It's arguably one of the funniest scenes in the movie. Oh, undoubtedly. Right? It's really up there. I mean, my only complaint about this movie, I would have liked a little bit more John Candy. You think? I think it's the right amount. I would have liked more. Because he's firing at all cylinders. He's great. He's great. You see all sides of him. You see a little bit of racist John Candy when they're at the end, which is weird. You see the beginning when he's like charming. Like, Like, what's up, Stewardess? He's like, Stewardess, you know? A little, little, uh, I I don't know how I busted in Rodney Dangerfield. Stewardess. I get no respect. Could 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 uh could uh what's his face have been in this? Danger Dangerfield could he have done anything as Hulk? No, no, not as Hulk. As ca- no. the captain, maybe. Who else could have been in this movie? Uh, Christopher Lloyd could have been a good captain. Oh yeah, yeah, he would have been good. Yeah, yeah, that's heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. Oh, jeez, Doc. Um, but no, this is the perfect amount of John Candy. I don't know. I would have liked more. No, I think he's maybe you're right. Maybe you're he's right. He's like a Carl Spackler. You know what I mean? Like he's in it, but he's not like the main part. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you ever get in night court at all? No, but it's out now again. Oh, it, oh yeah, that's right. They are doing the, it's, it's supposed to be the judge's daughter. That's like now doing it yeah. or something. Yeah. I, I have no interest in that whatsoever, but I used to watch the original night court. So I didn't know this. I thought this was kind of cool in stripes. John Larroquette's character is threatened to be sent to the Arctic circle, mm. which he eventually does get set there years and years later. Right. I think, uh, end of the eighties, there's an episode of night court 
that does a tip of the hat to that and throws back saying that he used to be an army ranger who was stationed in the Arctic Circle. Oh, that's I cool. That was kind of neat. Yeah. little neat piece of information. The EM-50 urban assault vehicle was built from a 73 to 78 GMC motorhome. It looks really cool. You would get one. I could see you getting one. It's a little 70s for me. It is a little 70s. Yeah. They could have made it out of DeLorean. That would have been nice. That would have been awesome. That would have been very cool. You know John Candy invited the entire platoon to his house for spaghetti? Yep. They had a spaghetti dinner his wife made for him. And then Bill Murray bonded with them by having some screening of some really dark World War II movie, which I guess is a different approach than John Candy took. But nonetheless, it's kind of cool that they were doing anything to kind of connect everyone. Have you ever heard that Bill Murray was also considered for the role of Indiana Jones in the Lost Ark? No. So in 81. That doesn't uh, sound right. I, I saw this like fact and I think it didn't imply this, but I think it kind of gave the sense that he did stripes instead, which I thought was a little bit odd. But yeah, I guess I, 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 well, that that's a stretched fact. Feel free to fact check that if you're listening. I, I just happened to catch that on some so website. You do have to remember Indiana Jones before it came out was supposed to be a hokey B kind of eight, uh, an homage to like 50s and 60s kind of hero stuff. I, I guess so then, yeah. It wasn't supposed to be this monolith. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. like. Bill Murray might have been a choice. Okay. Yeah. I can see it then. Uh, Francis, who plays uh, Psycho. Psycho. Well, um, Francis is Norman Bates' middle name in the 1960 Psycho. Oh, so, that's cool. I used to call uh, Bruce, who's on our show, I call him Psycho. <laughs> like, well, and he, you touch my stuff, I'll kill you because he's kind of like that. Well, you can call him bit. Psycho even if this movie didn't exist. That's very true. Yeah. I could call him Psycho. Max, you got any other facts? Because I have one big one, and then we'll get to characters. Well, we didn't tell the box office. It's the fifth most popular movie of 1981. It made $81 million. Off of 21 for a budget? Nope, 10. 10. Yeah. Wow, I was way off. But wait, in the intro, you said it was a blockbuster? Incorrect. Block- was not a blockbuster? Blockbuster needs to make $100 million. Even at that time? Yeah. So that was the standard for a blockbuster in 81, was uh, $100, $100 million. I don't know. But in general. Yeah, I know. But the definition. No, but like you understand how, by scale, in 1981, how many movies were making $100 million? <laughs> so you want to retract what you just said and apologize? No. Thanks. I'm not sure. Moving right along. Oh, I made 85.3. I'm sorry. Definitely. Definitely 85.3. I've got uh, one more fact, and then we'll go to a commercial. I have only seen this movie, I shouldn't say only, probably rented it a couple times in like the 90s when I was young on like VHS, right? Other than that, it's always on TV. So I have not watched the unrated version of it forever. There is a whole bunch of hilarious jokes, inappropriate stuff that I missed. However... To prep for the show, I finally watched the extended version of this movie. That's the only one I know. See, that's that's crazy to me. Yeah. There is, I bet you- Two hours and two minutes. Yep. I, so that movie is not a two hour and 10 minute movie. That no, movie it's not. Is a, it shouldn't yeah, be. shouldn't but it, be. But it's great that it is. There is a scene for those of you out there who have seen Stripes before and have never seen the extended version. It's the best part of the movie. I totally disagree. But it fits perfectly with it being a Cheech and Chong movie. So there is a scene where Winger and Russell- are trying to get off base. They're like, we got to get out of here. We want out of here. And Russell gets a hold of some pills, not realizing that they are LSD, <laughs> and takes 12 hits of LSD. Yeah, a ton. And they get onto a giant plane, and they're cargo sitting plane, there. Yeah. yeah, a cargo plane. They're sitting on the cargo plane, and all of a sudden, a platoon gets on the plane of paratroopers. Yep. And the sergeant in charge is like, who are you guys? And they're like, oh, we're with intelligence. And they kind of BS their way through all of that. Yep. Plane takes off. They fall asleep on the plane. They wake up to have parachutes strapped on them, and they're like, go, 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 and they're jumping off the plane, (laughs) which in and of itself is hilarious. But, like, the whole scene of him being just strung out on acid, it's very weird. Do you know who he's sitting next to in the plane? 
No, who's he sitting next to? So I, it looked familiar, and I looked it up, and he wasn't credited, but I found it. It's Leon from Cool Runnings. Shut up. Yeah. That's funny. Isn't that incredible? That is incredible. Yeah, it's just him. Super just hanging just, out. Yeah, just hanging out. He's got a great jawline. Cliffhanger. They they land in some like Guatemalan jungle, Yep. and they, they fumble around eating plants, <laughs> and then they meet a bunch of rebels. Yep, the... And with the rebels, they are about to be killed, and then they sing a song. Quando, 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 quando. When, when, when. And then they stumble their way back to the plane, and they go back to base. That entire scene it's like feels it, it's a it feels like a fever dream. Yeah, like the entire thing doesn't fit with the movie at all. No, I mean, at all. That's the best part of it. But it would be perfect if it was a Cheech and Chong movie. Yeah, and, and so I understand it. But yeah, if you've never seen that extended scene, it's absolutely worth seeing. I'll post it on. Or you should yeah. post it out there. Let the people see. Max, anything else to add to this before we take a quick break for commercial? Nothing. A word from our sponsors. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedolby.com. If you make it out of Czechoslovakia, if you're on the page, the front page of Teen Heartthrob Magazine, like Ox. Teen Beat. Dewey Oxburger. Yeah. Then you want to get the house. To get the house, you need to know which house you're going for. Do you want to be on the beach? What was the the general's house? Is that where they were having their uh, little party at? It was. Was it the general? Yeah. All right. Wasn't that great a house? No, not that great a house. Because they didn't use Dolby Real Estate. Yeah. Dolby's got the agents, the attorneys, the marketers, everything you need. And if you're selling a home, just as important. They're going to get you the best price for your house, or they're going to get you into a house at the best price. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. Reach out to them today. $400 million in sales in 2021. 1,000 homes sold. Get to them right away. Have a great experience. All right, Max, let's jump into the part we love and talk about all the people that put this film together. At the very top, Ivan Reitman, who directed it. Ivan Reitman, he is one of the geniuses of the 80s. He just seems like he gets... He, he gets, gets comedy. He gets comedic timing. He gets comedy like no other. Yeah, and he gets the talent and lets them do their thing. Yeah, I think so. He's someone that people like to work with. Yeah, you know, he doesn't seem very like controlling or like he's not like a Stanley Kubrick. He produced Animal House. I think it's important to at least give him a tip of the hat on that because Animal House is such an incredible movie. Uh, directed Meatballs in ni- in seventy nine, which was his first working experience. I think with Bill Murray. I think that was Bill Murray's first film too. Correct. Big one. Big yeah. one, yeah. Stripes in 81, Ghostbusters in 84, Twins in 88, Ghostbusters 2 in 89, Twins in 90. There's more. What about Did, Legal Eagles? Have you seen it? I've not. Okay. It's, I, mean, it's I think Robert he does. Redford, it's worth Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Yeah, in the 80s. I've got diabetes. Written by Len Bloom, Daniel Goldberg, and Harold Ramis. So Len and Daniel have basically the same credentials. Meatball, Stripes, Heavy Metal, Feds. Feds. Yep. I know, I love I Feds. I love Feds. But Daniel Goldberg, by the way, produced Private Parts, and Road Trip, Old School, and Space Jam. Ooh. Yeah. So he's got a good producing Very career. Very good producing he's career. He's a Goldberg. Harold Ramis. Ha- Does he have the coolest career? Like, if you uh, wanted he, to be- a- He can write. He can write. I'm saying, he, I'm saying as a multifaceted, like, if you could be anyone in Hollywood, I think I'd want his 80s career. So what I like about him, I think this is in line with what you're saying, is- what makes him such a good actor in the roles he played is that he's not an ego guy. I, I only, unless he's playing Egon, if you know what I mean. No, I mean he's not someone who you feel even wants to be there. I mean that, and that ties into what Bill Murray did on this movie. Harold Ramis did not want to be in this movie. Yeah. So the fact that he was there, this reluctant participant in in funny movies, is great. So Animal House, Meatballs, Caddyshack, Stripes. Ghostbusters, Back to School, and I'm going to jump ahead to one of my favorites, Groundhog's Day, and Armed and Dangerous. 
I'm not a huge Armin. Interesting. I like it. I like it. I had no idea he did analyze this in Bedazzled, too. Yeah. And analyze that. Well, yeah. You don't know that. It's always the same. (laughs) It's not as good. Yeah. (laughs) Can we talk music, by the way? Because this is like one of the best army kind of just, it's one of the best scores of a comedy I've ever seen. Really? Because that whole army is like, do, 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 do. I don't know how it goes. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I, don't, just did. I don't know how it goes. But like yeah. the army song, you know that, yeah. in the beginning and the end. Yeah. It's Elmer Burstein. Yeah. Who did Meatballs, Airplane, Heavy Metal, Trading Places. It's good. Thriller, it's good. Spies Like Us, Trading Three Amigos. Places, to me, Trading Places scores better. Leonard Part 6. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Did you know Bill Murray's performance is based on Chippendales? No, yeah, it's not. We're just kidding. We're just kidding. <laughs> Trolly McTrollingtons. We're just kidding. Came out in 1943. God actually. bless America. All right, Bill Murray, John Winger, talk to me about Bill Murray's career. Max, what was he in in the 80s? So Meatballs was the 70s, so yes. that doesn't count. It's okay. Where the Buffalo was Rome. Great. Have you seen it? No. Is it good? It's. Fear and Loathing in Vegas. It's oh, the, cool. Yeah, it's Hunter, Tom- yeah, Hunter, Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson. But I didn't it's just, see that. It's him playing Hunter yeah. S. Thompson. It's good. Yeah. It's very different than Johnny Depp's performance, but yep. it's very good. Caddyshack. Yep. I mean, the best. Gunga. This. Gunga. Tootsie. He's really he's good at Tootsie. Tootsie. Yeah, he's like very like small part. Yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Nothing lasts forever. You ever seen that? No. I have no idea. Because <laughs> nothing else matters. Oh, that's Metallica. <laughs> the Razor's Edge, yeah. which was his project. It was kind of more a serious thing. Mm-hmm. My favorite role of his is his next one, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. He's great in Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> he just wants the he's pain. He's just a sadist. <laughs> Give me the pain. <laughs> Scrooge and Ghostbusters too. Yeah. I mean, for, for someone Scrooge, who, people have mixed feelings about Scrooge. I'm I not love a fan. Scrooge. See, I love Scrooge. Yeah, Scrooge is probably my favorite holiday film yeah. outside of National Lampoon. Because you're Frank. Yeah, yeah. Drebin, Police Squad. I am Frank. You love all Franks. I do love all Franks. What a great shirt! It's a hot dog. I love all Franks. Delicious. Nothing like a ballpark Frank. So Bill Murray makes this movie though. It's like in the beginning when he gets dumped by his girlfriend, it's like the plants will all die. <laughs> yeah, he's he is really funny. It's like it's a little bit cute, um, or the way he flirts and like the way he like pumps everyone up too. His speeches are great. Oh my god, can I do one of the speeches right now? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. I gave one at the beginning. Yeah, hold on. I'm gonna improvise this to like I'm gonna customize it to us. Oh, this is for sure not gonna be funny. I'm excited to hear There's Lee something- Harvey. <laughs> You're a madman no. when you stole that cow no. and your friends tried to make it with the cow. I want to party with you, cowboy. <laughs> There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong There's with us. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Something seriously wrong with us. Seriously? <laughs> got me nervous. That's okay, Sylvester. We're podcasters, <laughs> but we're American podcasters. We've been kicking butt for three years. We're 10 and 1, and we don't have to worry about whether or not we practiced. It's great, Max. It's not bad. No, I mean, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I did have a little bit of uh, Sylvester the cat. Yeah, a little. Sorry. Max, I want to go out on a limb here. I'm going to volunteer my leadership to this platoon. The big toe? <laughs> the big toe. He's great. He's hilarious. You can't. Winger's absolutely hysterical. When he's trying to do the push-ups. <laughs> can't do them. No. By the way, his basketball skills, what is with him, like, putting his foot against the brick wall to dunk. Uh, it was really strange. Uh, yeah, that basketball hoop made no sense. Nope. Kind of a nice apartment, though. Very actually. nice apartment, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he picks up the pizza that's falling down. There's so many and her little... dress. <laughs> and also, uh, what... <laughs> $3 pair of shoes and $100 shine. That's my motto. Yep. 
That's a that's, high, that's a that's a that's a lifestyle right there. That's, that's a high a school yearbook quote. Yeah, that is definitely a high school yearbook quote. Um, Harold Ramis as Russell Zitsky. Yep, he was he's hilarious in this. I think he's better in this than he is in Ghostbusters. And I love him in Ghostbusters. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. he is. He's, he's more funny. Fun. He's funnier in this when he's with the uh, when he loses it yeah. multiple times. Uh, when he's choking out uh, Winger <laughs> yeah. in the in the parking. You made me do this. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, when he's teaching the English class <laughs> all the songs and all, he's just having fun with it. They do run, run, run. They do run, run. <laughs> uh, both that and Do Adidi, I think, were written by the same person. Oh, really? That's I think cool. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know he's in a deleted scene in High Fidelity. He's Rob's dad. Really? Yeah, isn't that cool? I didn't know that either. Yeah. What else was Harold Ramison in the. So 80s? he's the salesman's voice in National Lampoon's Vacation. The salesman voice. The car salesman. There's like a car salesman that's off yeah. screen. Okay. okay. Yeah. In Baby Boomy, Stephen Buchner. Okay. Yeah. You know, I he's don't a, quite remember that. Diane Keaton's uh, yes. like hoity-toity yep. husband yep, who yep, like yep, leaves yep. her basically. Yep, 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 yeah, yep. yeah. What else? Uh, Groundhog's Day. He's someone. I don't know who. <laughs> is he? In, is he in Groundhog's Day? What's it say he is in Groundhog's Let's Day? Let's find out. He's the doctor, the neurologist that yeah. examines his head. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Boom, boom, boom goes the dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite. What do you think his strongest attribute is? Directing, acting, or writing? Writing. Yeah, probably writing. Yeah, I think writers go often overlooked for what their impact is, right? Directors are just directing what the writers wrote. Actors are just acting what the writers wrote. Oh, that's a gross overstatement. No. I don't, I'm not saying that they're more important. I'm just saying they're going underrepresented. Uh, like, think about it. You asked me of the three things, what's yeah. the most, what is he best at or highest impact point? He is listed on six or seven of the greatest comedies ever as a writer. He's not listed on six or seven of the comedies as an actor. He's on a couple of them. Or as a director, he's on a couple of them. But as a writer, he's on all of them. I'll allow it. Okay. Now let's talk about John Candy, the candy man. You love some candy. Ox. So he is like the most prolific 80s ever. He's in 16 movies. Blues Brothers, Heavy Metal, Vacation, Going Berserk, Splash, Brewster's Millions, Summer Rental, Volunteers, Armed and Dangerous, Little Shop of Horrors, Wall Speeding, <laughs> Spaceballs, Planes, Trains, Barf. And Automobiles, Barf. Great Outdoors, Hot to Trot, which for some reason you psychopath, you love so much. <laughs> I do love Hot to Trot. <laughs> Speed Zone, which is terrible. <laughs> and I love Uncle that Buck. that makes me a psycho because I love Hot to Trot. What's your favorite 80s John Candy? It's great Outdoors, Max. Come on. Uncle Buck. Great Outdoors. Do you think that the scene when they're all going around in a circle and John Candy is ox, that he's introducing himself... And he's like, I have a little bit of a weight problem. Which, by the way, this is Harold Ramis's best scene in this movie is sitting next to Ox. And, and Ox is like, and Ox is like, uh, my doctor says I have a little bit of a weight problem. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> He's like, he sw said I swallowed a lot of aggression and some pizzas. Yeah. This is where I think that Chris Farley wasn't just this big, goofy idiot. Like, he was a master of the game. He studied candy. Yeah. Because, you know, like, I used to grab bear claws two, two at a time. time. Like, I'm stuck right here. Like, he, I feel like he emulated these comedians, whether it was Belushi or Candy, because this feels like Farley. Yeah, it's a sweetness. Is there any movie that you've ever seen John Candy in that you couldn't put Chris Farley in? Hmm, JFK. Right, because we never got to see Chris, <laughs> well, we never got to see Chris Farley take a serious role. Yeah. I, I think that. Do you think he would have? Eventually, I think I think isn't that the natural progression? But he's of, such of a rocket. Types? But yeah. that's what was John Candy that different? Where I yeah, who take take your take your wildest, most ridiculous comedians, and don't they always end up kind of getting at least one or two serious roles? Richard Pryor, no, but he died. I guess yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Dave Chappelle never went serious. Oh yeah, he did. He was in Star Is Born. Mm -hmm. Um, Eddie Murphy. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. yeah. the Golden Child. 
<laughs> I want the knife. I, 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 I want the knife. Vampire in Brooklyn. Got oh yeah, that's a yeah. great movie. That's a Wes Craven movie. It's uh, wild to me. Yeah. But anyways, I, I like. I thought that scene always. I when I see that scene, I always think Chris Farley, and then it just made me think of them both. Uh, so yeah, John Candy was great in this. Uh, let's see who else I got here. Oh, uh, Warren Oates. Yeah. Sergeant Hulka, not Hall and Oates. Warren Oates. No, he's actually part of Hall and Oates. Oh, he is. That's yeah. Not, <laughs> that joke was brought to you by Max Sanders. What was he in, Max? He was Braddock in Blue Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 1941, he's Mad Max. He's Madman Maddox. He is. Not fascinated by this at all? No. He died. He did die a year before. a year after the premiere of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so, that's a bummer. Yeah. Great last film to have, though. Yeah, that mortar scene actually killed him. Uh, John, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, John Larquette as Captain yeah, Are Stillman. we going to get the day off, Sarge? <laughs> that's my favorite. John Candy just starts choking. <laughs> I always think, by the way, the way they say Sarge, uh, Sergeant Bilko. Remember the fat guy in Sergeant Bilko? Yeah. I was like, Sarge! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, just yeah. makes me... Sergeant Bilko might be one of my top 20 favorite movies. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> you're a... You're a <laughs> it's the same... Uh, it's John Larquette is the yeah. guy. So John Larquette, yeah. uh, there's a movie called House Guests with him and Christy Alley. That's it's, an, it's a 90s movie. Yeah. It is. I think it's 90s. It is so good. He's he's incredible. In he's everything. very funny. So blind date. He's the funniest the, the, ex the bad guy. He's yeah. the, the, the makes such a good bad guy. He's him and Bruce Him and Bruce Willis are great with each other. Yeah, I love that. And also summer rental. Speaking of which, it was Kim Basinger, I think, who was almost took the role that uh, PJ got in yeah. this movie. Right? They, she wanted they, too much. Money. Yeah, they, she wanted two hundred grand. They're like, no. So Harold Ramis said he had a hell of a time getting two actresses to be in this movie. So all the extras that were just doing gratuitous nudity on the side—that's one thing. But yeah. finding. Sean Young and PJ Souls was not easy for him to do. Yeah. Because, uh, again, Basinger wanted 200 grand, which well, she, she would have been good. Yeah. Sean Young is like, had a serious 80s, too. Well, she, but this is, 80, remember, this is 81. And I, I don't know that she had a whole lot before this. What was her, let's jump to Sean Young. What did she have before this? Well, not before this. This was pretty much what she like, started she with. She hated Murray. Yeah. And they did not get along well. well. She, but only because, and this is a comp, this is a compliment and an insult, right? Murray, they said almost every single scene was improv. Yeah. Right, she, that's just not how she and was. She's, yeah, she wanted but scripts. She's been difficult. Like apparently, like she faded from existence because she was hard how to difficult work with. She was. Yeah, I don't know. Her work as uh, Lieutenant Einhorn. <laughs> that's her. Oh that's my, I always forget. Come that. on, are you I kidding always, me? The red hair throws me off. Einhorn is Finkel. That's Finkel incredible. is Einhorn. Can I even make? Yeah. Can I even talk about that movie nowadays? Because I got to tell you, I don't want to. I don't want to get canceled. I think that movie's okay. Is it all right? It starred Jim Carrey. I know. Yeah, that movie's so good. Yeah. Max. Well, speed. No, that's liar, liar. <laughs> <laughs> You're all excited. You're, somebody stop me. No, that's that's the mask. But if she, you believe they put a man on the no, that's yeah. the Andy Coffin movie. He doesn't yell that. Just have Jim Carrey yell the titles of his movies. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. It's like a family guy cutaway. It's amazing. She was in Blade Runner. She's uh, really good at Ace Ventura 2! <laughs> Pet Detective in the Wild. She was in Dune. She was in No Way Out, which you still haven't seen, right? Nope. It's incredible. It's a you're, Kevin Costner movie. You're incredible. Thank you. Yeah. And she was in Wall Street. I didn't mean to say you were incredible. Yeah. That came out wrong. She was Gecko's wife. Can I can I hop in here? Yep. I've got a I've got a Moe's mind blower for you. Blow it away. All right. So in the movie Stripes, which we are talking about right now, there is a connection, a strong connection with the movie Revenge of the Nerds. Are you familiar with this connection at all? No. Hit me. Oh, well, I'm gonna hit you right now. Max, do you know who Timothy Busfield is? He's the love interest on West Wing for C.J. Craig. But before that, Max, he was yeah. Poindexter in the Revenge of I the Nerds forget that. anthology. He's so young. So young. 
The violinist, right? Yes. Doesn't he? There's a scene where a girl touches him. He just goes, yeah, eh. at the party with UN Jefferson, <laughs> yeah. and they're playing a little Michael Jackson in the background. It was quite the party with the Omega Moves. But that's not the point now. Okay. The point is, is that in the movie Stripes, there is a scene where they are launching mortars, and John Larroquette, yeah, the calculation, impatiently <laughs> tells them to launch the just mortar, launch it. and it kill almost kills Halka, which in yeah. the original script it was supposed to kill him, but it didn't. Yep. The guy who is manning the mortar apparatus is none other than timothy busfield no aka poindexter now a lot of people knew that one yeah let me get deep on you for a second are you familiar with the actor who goes by the name donald gibb the one you stalk i stalk him hard <laughs> I, I i have been on cameo a number of times outside of being 50 percent of the greatest martial arts action bromance ever <laughs> jackson jackson from uh, blood sport he also is obviously ogre in all of the revenge nerds nerds the alpha betas <laughs> the longest p ever on screen if you go back in time to stripes and you get to the mud wrestling scene you will notice that there are two bouncers who are dressed like chippendales not rescue rangers and one of them is donald gibb oh my, my god so soak that up that's so cool can i throw you in a bonus moe's mind blower sure during the scene when Bill Murray is convincing John Candy that he needs the mud wrestle. Do you remember the scene well, I hope? Yeah, of you're, you're different. You're weird. <laughs> you're a mutant. You're a killer. You're a trained killer. You're a lean, mean, help me out, Max. Fighting, fighting machine. machine. Ah. I'll do it. <laughs> He stuffs all the money into his hand. Uh, he says, here, here's 400. You can barely hear because everybody's screaming. And Bill Murray says, my big man here is going to do it all for us for $415 and 58 cents. <laughs> While he's doing that, sitting at the table next to them, as excited as anyone else in that bar with a cigarette in his hand is Bill Paxton. No way. Get me that on TikTok, All Max. right, Grandpa. Let the people yeah. see. <laughs> Get me that on Newsreel. Get that on Extra, <laughs> Extra. Read all about it. <laughs> Moving on from John Candy and Warren Oates and John Larkat, we've got PJ Souls. PJ Souls plays Stella. I will Stella! Put, I'm going to put the challenge out to the entire Buzz in the Tower community. So here's the part I know for a fact. She's married to Dennis Quaid. At the time. At the time. It has been alleged that Dennis, Dennis, Dennis Quaid, it has been, it has been, it is, there is a claim that Dennis Quaid is in the movie Stripes. Yep. As an extra. Yeah. An uncredited extra. He auditioned for the main role. He did. Somebody please find it. Yeah. The only thing I can find is they show a picture when they're doing their training in the bunker before graduation. And there's like a picture and it shows them, but it can't be him. There's no way that's him. So to all those uh, co-pilots out there, please find me Dennis Quaid. PJ Souls, aside from being nude in this movie, uh, <laughs> very nude, very nude. She's, she's great. Fun. She's yeah. fun, and like you mentioned, she was in uh, Private Benjamin prior to this as well. She wore the same, uh, the outfit. exact same, yeah. military suit. Save cool some money. That? I like that. She was in Halloween too. She was. Yeah, she was. She was. Uh, and then across from her, Sean Young, uh, Einhorn from the Ace Ventura movie yeah. as, as Louise, John Deal Cruiser. What do you know about him, Max? Uh, he was in the client. He's, He's Jack, also Jack Nance. Uh, also a method actor. He played the dunce uh, off the <laughs> off of the screen as well. The yeah. entire movie it drove well, he, people nuts. He's also in Con Air. Yeah, you're right. He's Cameron Poe's lawyer. You're right. You're right. Put God. the bunny down. <laughs> Cameron, dude, Con Air. I would have loved to have been in the pitch meeting for Con Air. It's one of my favorite movies. Of all time. Uh, I know, Max. Yeah. Every day, every day. Cyrus the goddamn virus. <laughs> He's Sigh, got the whole Anara. world. <laughs> In his hands. <laughs> it's great. Is that your favorite Buscemi uh, role? Woof. Uh, no, I, I have a I have a wild card for this. 
Your reaction was so good. It's Mr. Deeds with the crazy eyes and the bubblegum pizza. It's an absurd. <laughs> he crashes the Corvette. I thought you were gonna give me. I thought you were gonna give me. Um, I thought you were gonna give me wedding singer when no. he's cross. No, no. Happy Gilmore when he's crossing people off the lip list and putting lipstick on. That's that Billy Madison. Billy, thank you, Billy I Madison. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. No, that's also now, now he was wearing shoes. Wait, no, 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 no. no that, that's Billy, hold on, hold he sh- on. He shoots Josh Lyman. You're right. It was Billy uh, man. Madison. I'm glad I called that guy. God, there's too many, yeah. too many Adam Sandler movies. I'm getting confused. <laughs> uh, Judge Reinhold, of he, course, he, our he, friend from Beverly Hills Cop as he's, Elmo. He's great in this. So I guess all the chief- vice versa. What yep. else is he in? Uh, God. <clears throat> uh, oh, it's right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! The <laughs> left to right, the top to bottom. Let's, let's keep this. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep all this. Oh, I'm so like I'm so confused. It's this reading. He's Brad Hamilton. Fast times. Yeah. He's Neil in the Santa Claus. Brad the Ham Hamilton. Yeah. He's the clo- close docker in Seinfeld. Sure he is. Uh, Ruthless people. Ken yep. Kessler. Yep, really yep, good yep, in that. Yep. And Gremlins. He's Gerald Hopkins. Yep. He's trying to steal Phoebe Cates. I mean, wouldn't you? Yes, every day. I That's who I idolize, a bank manager who wants Phoebe Cates. Conrad Dunn as Psycho. I didn't have a huge film career Nothing. outside of this, but he was great Bumpkin. as Psycho. Yeah. Uh, Bill Paxton, I mentioned. I didn't do other characters outside of this. Is there anybody else you wanted to throw in there that I didn't cover? No. Mm, a little of this, a little of that. Yeah, I think All you right. nailed it. Are we at the end of the show? Sure. All right, sure. Why oh, not? wait, wait. Whoa, whoa. Two things. Two things. What do you got? Um, One... You missed one thing in the mud wrestling scene. What I miss? The announcer dude is Dave. The announcer dude. <laughs> All this stays in. Okay. All this stays in. The announcer dude is Dave Shh. Thomas from Wendy's. <laughs> the Dave yeah. Thomas? No, he's uh from what's it called? The, the Baconator? No. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Dave Thomas is Rick Moranis's buddy in that Canadian beer movie. Yeah, what's what's that movie? Uh, <laughs> I can't get I can't Wendy's out of my head right now. It's so good. Max Strange Brew. Yeah. Strange Brew. Thank yeah, you. he's yeah, that yeah. guy. Oh, this was kind of funny too. Uh, there's two Joe Flaherty's. So Ivan Reitman requested Joe Flaherty for the part of the border guard, but there's a mix-up and Joseph X Flaherty. <laughs> Sounds was like accidentally Homer cast. Mr. I know it was accidentally cast. I think he's talking to you <laughs> in the role. So Reitman was able to fix that by contacting the correct Flaherty that he originally wanted, and the other Flaherty was given a small role as Sergeant Crocker. Yeah, that's wild. Joe Flaherty. Can we talk about who he is? Yeah. So Happy Gilmore. I know. Like, you will miss. You will butt. miss it. Miss it. Miss it. <laughs> Back to the Future 3, he's the Western Union man. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Who's, it looks like he's going to pull out a gun, but yeah. he's just taking out the... Oh, God, great call. Inner Space, he's the waiting room patient. We've yep. talked about that. Yep. He's General Raymond in One Crazy Summer. He's Curtis Armstrong's dad. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Ack, ack. Yeah. And also, he's uh, in Detroit Rock City. He's uh, Father McNulty. Uh, did not. I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, really? Yeah, I've, oh, I've heard it. You good. need I to know. see it. I it know. is inappropriate. All right. Yeah. Max, what else you got? Nothing. Nothing? Um, Judge Reinhold laughed at every improv. During this movie, a lot of them did. Yeah, uh, they. You can see them. But no, like he like laughed it. like all the time. Hulka, you can see him break character and laugh a couple With times. The big toe great. stuff. Yeah, he, lo- yeah, he, he was loses great. it. Max, that covers stripes, and I am excited to say that we are on our way to the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight.
This week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Rob Walker, friend of the show, talented gentleman. He is a writer and performer primarily known for his work on some humor sites. Have you checked out Hard Times, Points in Case, The Weekly Humorous? I've checked out The Weekly Humorous. It's very funny. <clears throat> Anything for you, Max? No? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, you're talking. He's I awesome. I asked you a question. Yeah. I said, have you checked it out? He's hilarious. God bless America. You can check out his other work on Linktree at Rob Walker Films. So we've got a pro. I like when we get a pro on the show. So let's see what he has to say about Stripes. Hey, guys. Rob Walker here to talk a little bit about the comedy classic Stripes, starring Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, and directed by Ivan Reitman. This movie is pretty special to me because not only is it hilarious, it also represents the confluence of the old National Lampoon guys, which began with a magazine before moving on to radio and eventually films, with Murray, Ramis, and Reitman. Pairing them with SCTV stars John Candy and Joe Flaherty in a small part. You don't really see pictures like this lampooning the military in our current social climate, and I believe we are poorer for it. I have a huge soft spot for military comedies, and Stripes is one of the best. This is pre-Ghostbusters Bill Murray here, and perhaps his most Bill Murrayist role, a sardonic punk who leads the gang of misfits. I have a hard time believing that his character and the character's name, Winger, weren't used to inspire Joel McHale's character in the TV show Community. Favorite bits include Sergeant Holka being called the Big Toe and Winger's whole speech about Americans getting kicked out of every other decent country. It's a rousing sentiment. Thank you for having me on. Take care. Did you know that about Community? Because that's amazing. No, I had no idea. I had no idea either. Uh, God, he's got a good talking voice. If he does. get him on the show and maybe replace you, that'd be great. Uh, Max, that covers Stripes. Thank you so much, Rob, for coming on. I, Stripes has got that sweet spot. You can tell like he loves the movie. I think anybody who really likes Stripes, they love Stripes. They ride hard for it. Yeah, it's just uh, turn your brain off and don't be offended and enjoy yourself. Watch Bill Murray just cook. And in that, in that same vein of military comedies, he's right. Like, there's... I mean, did you ever see uh, In the Army Now with Pauly Shore? Yes. It's real. I actually think that's really funny. Yeah. Pauly Shore, I, I'm going to go on record. I like his work. Encino Son-in-law, Man. Encino Man, In the Army Now. Biodome. Biodome, he was great. Yeah. So our friend Darren is friends with him. Well, I'll be in Vegas. We'll ask yeah. Darren all about that. He lives in Vegas. Well, maybe I'll have to do a remote show with Pauly Shore. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please do. He, <laughs> he, make, I like, he makes fun of himself, too. Yeah. Remember in Workaholics, he's just in a cage. Oh, that's right. He was really <laughs> funny Dane in Cook. Workaholics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about that episode. <laughs> that was if they bonused. Dane yeah. Cook's like, and we got Polly Shore for you. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Are we even now? Oh, that's really good. Max, uh, before we end the show, a reminder, subscribe, follow on any podcast player that you like. Check out more content on any social media platform following the handle at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, the Tower. Our website is buzzinthetower.com where you can get officially licensed merchandise and you can enlist in the Buzz in the Tower army, if you will, by going to patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. Anything you want to add, how do you want to finish, talk to me, Goose. Mo, have you ever been convicted of a felony or a misdemeanor? Convicted? No. Never convicted. Never convicted. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. It's not bad. It's really good. I've always been kind of a pacifist. When I was a kid, my father told me, never hit anyone in anger unless you're absolutely (laughs) sure that you can get away with it. I don't know what kind of soldier I'm going to make, but I want you guys to know that if we ever get into any really heavy combat, I'll be right behind you guys (laughs) every step of the way. (laughs) See you next week, Max. Goodbye. You're still here? It's over. Go home.
go. 